Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode with me, your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm here to share with you from the heart today how to narrow your niche and focus without narrowing your mindset. But before I dive in, I want to share with our listeners why you won't find us on Spotify anymore. I'm going to be really blunt and say that I believe that when we have a platform or multiple platforms, we immediately assume responsibility for taking great care with how we show up and with the information we disseminate. I'd been hearing a lot about Joe Rogan, his controversial topics, and his skilled and engaging interviewing style. I'd also gathered he was pushing a lot of boundaries, and I really didn't think much of him beyond thinking he was sort of a shock jock, so I didn't listen to him. But then I heard that he had been using a terrible racial slur multiple times, and that he issued a non-apology for his despicable behavior. And when I started to ask myself why Spotify wasn't doing a better job of either reining him in or speaking up to make a statement about how his views didn't reflect their own, I just needed to pause. And here's my perspective. Hate speech is not protected by free speech, and Spotify is a business with a massive platform. If Spotify wanted to stand up to his bigotry and stand by some kind of company standards where bigotry and hate speech weren't tolerated, they'd have done it by now. In fact, Spotify's silence and their pathetic statement on it, finally, was really deafening on, on Rogan's appalling and offensive language and rants. And so I just was sitting with it, but didn't want to sit too long. And I I read an opinion piece by Roxane Gay in the New York Times, where she laid out the difference between censorship and curation. And I was able to put my finger on why I felt such a strong urge to leave the Spotify platform. I've linked the opinion piece in the show notes, if you'd like to read it. Uh, She's, you know, it's very thoughtful and her words are so much more clear than I could ever articulate this. So I'm sharing and making a statement for myself, my company and our podcast. We have chosen to leave Spotify because we're sticking to our values as humans and we take our responsibility very seriously. One of our values is inclusivity, which is followed closely by compassion and service. We feel strongly that we have a responsibility to use our platform to share good news, positive support, and love for all of our fellow humans. We will not stand by and watch, clutching our pearls. We therefore choose not to support Spotify. Silence is complicity. As business owners, we make a lot of decisions. Some of these decisions are easy, some are difficult or painful, and some put us at risk for upsetting people. But we need to take decisive action if we want to keep growing. The decision to leave Spotify was one of those decisions. And another huge decision I recently made was to dramatically narrow my niche in my business. 
previously in my coaching and consulting business, I was not industry specific as one doesn't really need to be in the coaching industry, but rather I served high level professionals. This included quite a few doctors and providers in private practice, a handful of wealth and investment managers, real estate brokers, accountants, a couple of lawyers, and even a couple of engineers. Yes, this flowery language, feely, highly intuitive coach consultant can jive with engineers and accountants. I used to think that actually was my narrowed niche, professionals. But when my referrals slowed down and my marketing efforts seemed to be almost useless, even though my copy and call to action were clear, or so I thought. So you know what wasn't clear? How I could solve the same problem for so many different people and how they could relate to one another. I'm not saying it's impossible. This is just my experience. And about 18 months into the pandemic, I was itching to take my business into another growth phase, but didn't know how to make it happen doing the things that I had been doing before. And I started to look for where I had been looking for a new coach and I found a coach and support system for me as a business person serving high-level professionals. And I needed to be in a space where I felt heard and the needs of my particular clients were understood. So I enrolled in an eight-week program called Power Presence Position with Eleanor Beaton and figured out quickly why I was feeling rudderless and frustrated that my efforts were no longer working to bring in new clients. What's interesting is that I learned that I was a lot more clear than I thought I was. I just didn't know how to bring all of the intuitive feels I was having into a framework of a scalable business model that doesn't require more of me. At the end of the eight weeks, I committed to narrowing my niche to working primarily with physicians and practitioners who own their practices. The majority of my clients already fell into this category, so it wasn't a wild stretch, but here's what it did for me. One, it made my marketing copy so much easier to write. Two, I'm now able to convey my message and how I can support people so much more clearly. And three, this is probably the most important one to me. I don't have to wear multiple hats at all times and be like circus ready with my juggling skills. I just get to say what I mean and mean what I say and serve my people. So I subsequently enrolled in a year-long coaching program to roll out my programs for this new narrowed niche and have the support of other amazing women founders. And I can tap into the wisdom and mad skills of Eleanor and her fabulous team. And I just want to say, I'm not getting paid to share this, but I am going to put a link to Eleanor Beaton's website in the show notes in case you're a female founder who wants to scale your business without draining all of your good energy and running yourself ragged. So I narrowed my niche. It's going pretty well. It's scary at times. I'm building a whole new community, and this is a long game concept for my business. I still have a few clients who are not in this niche, but they're amazing clients. We're not finished with our work together, so we continue our work. But now when I develop a program or write an email, have a meeting with my team and discuss new initiatives, we know who we're doing this for, and everyone's life is so much easier. What I did not do, and I want to make this really clear, I did not have to narrow my mindset. My vision is crystal clear. My niche is narrow. My mind, though, is nice and open. I found 
an intense sense of gratification, knowing that I'm serving a particular group of people who have incredible visions and want to help people heal their bodies and minds. By the way, my peeps are integrative, naturopathic, regenerative medicine practitioners and psychologists, and they're all puzzle solvers looking for root causes to heal from the inside out. And I want to help them grow their businesses without having to suddenly be the doctor, the bookkeeper, the strategist, and the chief fire putter outer. It's really not possible. And it's a surefire recipe for burnout. So narrowed niche, broaden horizons and mindset. So let me lay out what I did and how I help my clients do the same. And, and my intention here is that as you listen to this, you'll take some notes and you'll maybe, you know, see a way that you can do the same for yourself. If you're spinning your wheels or you feel like you're spinning a lot of plates, as I felt like I was doing, then you can really learn from this. So first, the first step is clarity. Get super clear about why you do what you do and what's important to you. I started with my vision of success and then I combined my values, which are inclusion, compassion, and service, and then added the metrics I wanted to achieve. Second, decision time. Make a decision about what you're willing to do to achieve the goals and vision you lay out for yourself and your company. I have always found, both for my own self and with my clients, that everything starts to change with the decision. It's as if you give a huge thumbs up to the powers that be, and suddenly the portals open for you, and you get to jump in and go get her done. Third, decisive inspired action. Once you're clear and committed, you're ready to take action. One of my fellow founders in the coaching program says something like this, take massive, messy action. I really like that because if you're a perfectionist, you'll likely get stuck in the details and miss a lot of opportunity to grow and learn and get stuff done. Fourth, and finally, which is really simple. Rinse, repeat. <laughs> this is what I call constant course correction when I'm working with my clients. And I'll tell you this, 2020 can have its pivot back. I think it called and asked for it anyway. Anyway, so unless you're ready to rebrand or the phone's completely stopped ringing and the road you're on has come to a complete dead end, you do not need to make a sharp right turn. What you do need though is regular course correction. Did you know that 97% of the time a space shuttle's in orbit, it's off course? Do you know also that almost 100% of the time it arrives at its final destination? You know how it does that? By checking in regularly with its home base. In this case for you, that's your clarity, your vision, and your values. And by constantly making small adjustments during its course. So here we go. Check in. Stay focused. Check in, course correct. Check in, look at your data. Check in, stay the course or make another minor adjustment and keep on keeping. Whatever business you're in, entrepreneurship is a pretty wild ride. It's very easy to jump in to what I call a scarcity trap and try to make radical changes founded in squirrels and shiny objects. But I promise you, once you're clear, you can start making almost anything happen. So even if it's radically narrowing your niche, which may trigger some scarcity nonsense, it certainly did for me, I'm not going to lie. But even if you're radically narrowing your niche, you can start to get more things done when you check in 
hold the course, maybe make a little change, check in again, look at your data, ground yourself in. But have a little or a lot of faith in yourself, in yourself, the process, and remember to tap into your ability to create results in the past. So look back over what you've accomplished. Don't compare. Don't say, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. Just look back and say, yeah, I've accomplished a lot. I know that I can accomplish more. Let's go. Right? So narrowing your niche, but not your mind is one way to set yourself free to meet your goals and aspirations more quickly and definitely more efficiently. To sum it all up, remember to get clear about why you do what you do. Once you're clear, decide and commit to what you're willing to do to accomplish your goals and desires. I'm going to say this again because the key word here is willing. So once you're clear, decide and commit to what you're willing to do to accomplish your goals and desires. From there, you can take decisive, inspired action and then check in and course correct on a regular basis. Remember, massive, messy action is better than no action at all. I hope you found this episode supportive and helpful on your journey. To learn more about developing a success mindset, make sure you subscribe so you can always catch our newest episodes. There's so much good stuff in here, guys. Scroll back, go listen, check out what sounds interesting, take notes. And if you haven't already left us a review, I'm always appreciative because your review helps other entrepreneurs find this podcast so they too can learn and hopefully feel less isolated on the entrepreneur island. That's all I've got for you today. I hope you have a wonderful day and go take one more step toward your wildest dreams. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.